Welcome to Season 2 of the Speaking of Tangents Podcast, a podcast that's still for your ears, both of them. Last season ended with a tremendous insurance cliffhanger, because, I mean, what else? You'll likely never find out the resolution to that story, but that's what makes it a cliffhanger. My name is Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ, and we are back, and uh, no better than we were before. So, welcome back to Nonsense. It's episode 99, and we kick it off with um, basically a month in review, and then I bring some Midwest bias to the show, and, and Jason gives his Dirty South spin. And speaking of spin, next up, we'll do a spin on an old segment, What's Trending Now, by calling it What's Trending With Me Now. Yes, that's the only difference. Then we'll play Do We Have a Guest? And finally, we'll follow that up with a different kind of feedback. All that plus several conversational tangents. With the tangents of change! In a week, we things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those Things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. What is up? Good is up. We are back. I wouldn't say that. We're I know. here. We're, we're, we're here. We're I'm here. definitely not feeling back. I'm not feeling back either. I've been sick for like 10 days. So if, uh, if you hear me clear my throat, that's because I'm clearing my throat because I don't feel great. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. And that's 10 days based on when we're recording this. I yes. Mean, so people that are listening to this like five years into the future, if the world still exists, <laughs> are like, yeah. man, she's been sick too. for, you know, five years and 10 days. Yeah, right. That's what it feels like. Man, that's, that's a long time to be sick. I feel bad for you. And I went to the doctor and of course, I was hoping for like strep throat, you know, because then I could at least get a pill. But no, it's just a viral infection. I was hoping for strep throat or sinus so I could get an antibiotic. <laughs> you don't hear that often. I was yeah. hoping for strep throat or sinus. <laughs> I bet you someone else has felt that way because then you get an antibiotic to help feel better faster. Yeah, if but it's those just antibiotics, a virus. Yeah, I know. But those they, antibi- yeah, yeah. I, I don't have to get into that. Yeah, but I don't take yeah. them very often, antibiotics. So yeah. I think they would work on me. Well, they work. It's the problem is the next time. And when you get that, know. you know. Yeah bacteria that is going to you know eat your flesh you want that back you want that you want that antibiotic to work in that case absolutely so it's a viral infection and i'm fine i'm doing uh, today i feel okay yesterday was my first big day big day where i could you know not lay down for a little nap for the first time in eight days so it's good it's good wow i'm on i'm on the way up yeah i haven't slept really in seven days yes but that was not because of illness well, well, we certainly okay. were sick, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, let me clarify the definition of illness. <laughs> so what were you doing that you haven't been getting a lot of sleep? Uh, staying up, staying awake. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Staying well past my bedtime. Yeah, and getting up too early, too. So just it's an interesting week and weekend. 
Yeah, are you going to tell us about it? Or are we going to be... Absolutely you know? not. <laughs> okay, I figured not. I'm giving zero information because I want as much of this to be a surprise as possible. Well, I mean, there has been some stuff about your recording process on Twitter about yeah. with, with um, the Diane Kruger effect. So, so follow at real DK, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even know the Twitter handle. <laughs> follow, follow somebody on Twitter and you'll probably find us. Follow yeah. one of us on follow me on Twitter and you're certainly you'll certainly Yes get, you can get to it from there. Um so I don't even you know, for ten days I've been sick, like I said, so I can't even mm. remember what I've done the last month, but I know that you'd be probably proud Justin Timberlake came to town and I did not go. Really? I did not go. And it wasn't because I was sick, because that was before I got sick. Was it a scheduling conflict of some sort or was it you chose not to go? There, it, there was sort of a scheduling conflict. That same day we had a golf tournament. And it was 35 degrees and Whoa. everybody was freezing. Well, 35 might be an exaggeration. I think it was 40, 47, but let's be honest. That's Once you get cold. the wind blowing, yeah. it's 35. That's still so, cold to be out there playing golf. It was absolutely, it was, I mean, we couldn't feel our fingers. We still had a great time, but. Um, you couldn't feel your face? I couldn't feel my face. And so Timberlake was that night. And so it was a combination of, um, I, we would have gone, except the prices were way too high. Well, of course. Still on StubHub for the Ticket day master, of. making money. Yep. And I think I'm kind of a snob when it comes to that now because I saw him front row. And when yeah. I saw him front row, why would I pay $200 to see him on a big jumbo screen? Absolutely. The prices to go down front are, you know, VIP packages for $900. I'm not paying that. What? Look. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm, I am dead serious when I say this. I'm not paying $900 for Justin Timberlake to come and hang out with me for yeah. the evening and sing a concert to me in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and basically I what I had at that yeah, pilgrimage It's not festival. because it's Justin Timberlake. I mean, if he brought Timberland along with him, then maybe we'll talk. Mm -hmm. But still, $900 is insane yes. to see somebody perform live. With the technology that we have now in terms of like HD audio and video, if you see, you're better off watching a concert video. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong. I know that some people, I guess people buy general admission and then they stand in line forever and then they get to front row and that's not too expensive. I've just never done that. So if somebody knows how to do that. Let me well, know because I just don't. I don't want to stand in line for ten hours. Oh, if you're if you're weighing nine hundred dollars, paying nine hundred dollars versus standing in line for ten hours, I'm paying nine hundred dollars if it's something I really want to do. I'm <laughs> no, paying that, twice that to skip that ten hour line. Well, that's what I ended up doing for pilgrimage in Nashville. If, it was, for if I had, Timberlake. I'm saying if I had unlimited, if I had yeah. a bunch of money, I don't have a bunch of money. So we did not go to Timberlake. But now, since then, I've been hearing how great of a concert it was. But Kevin Stanfield already gave his review of that yes. concert. So I felt yes. like I've been. You saw, did you see the video he posted? Which one? Wait, um, who, Kevin or Justin? Yeah, Kevin. This is not about, but this, it wasn't Justin Timberlake. Oh, yes. He just reminded yes, me. Carlos of Santana. Santana. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was really funny. That was, that was awesome. really awesome. So yes. Carlos Santana took his phone. Took his wife's phone. Took his wife's phone mm -hmm. and put it in his pocket while he played a solo on uh, Maria. Yes. Right? And then yeah. he gave it back to him. Yeah. He, he like shown it around like, you know, well, it was videoing the whole time. He, he grabbed it from her, you know, you know, painted across the crowd, painted across the band, then put it in his pocket, play the solo so you can hear like 
it like slightly muffled with the phone in his pocket and then pulled it out while it's still video the whole time. And you know, you could see him pull it and hand it back to her. That's yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. But you know, mostly I didn't go to Justin Timberlake. I played in a few golf tournaments. Um, I didn't get <laughs> to work on project KJ as much as I had hoped. And then I've been sick for sick for 10 days. And and really, I'm just angry. I'm angry, and I we we should, we don't need to talk about it. But I don't know. I think this this whole Kavanaugh thing it's got me, uh, you know, it's got me wanting to move to Norway. We can still move this. We can still tape this podcast in Norway if if I move to Norway, right? Yeah, they have better internet in Norway than you do in Minnesota. Yeah, so I'm angry if we talk and about I, this. I'm not taking a slide at Minnesota. They have better Nor- internet in Norway than we do in America. Yes, they they have better places. lots of things in Norway. Much and, better. Everything coverage. costs a lot more money in Norway, but well, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm just mad, angry, disheartened, and I don't know if I start talking about it. It's not going to be Minnesota nice. I don't know. We could call it. I'm maybe Minnesota spice. I don't know. I am mad. So that's where I've been the last, whatever, ever since the Kavanaugh hearings, I've just been mad. So that's not good. We need to talk about something else, probably. Yeah, I've just had to watch John Oliver about that and just laugh. And I haven't seen that. Oh, it's good. He, he does like three, there's at least two shows in a row that are majority Kavanaugh stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but then there's like a third one that has some stuff in it, too. And he, he does a good job of being serious when he needs to be serious about it and making ridiculous jokes. And then, of course, making ridiculous jokes right after... You think he's being being very serious, so it's uh, sure that's what he does, good. and yes. he does that well. He does, so I think he does a good job covering it, and that's kind of all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to talk about it either. Yeah, it's 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 first of all, it's well, no, no, let's not talk about it. So anything <laughs> else? <you> anything <laughs> else that happened? You're not going to tell us about the DKE? Uh, not at this time, because what's what's going to happen is I will give you some information about it. Okay, we are getting close. We hope to be done with the album probably, I'm thinking, early December it's going to come out. That's the goal. Okay. Maybe around Thanksgiving time, maybe a week after that, maybe the first couple of weeks of December. There's like, you know, you, you never know. That's the month window I'm given and is what we're shooting for. Okay. Um, but That's pretty we, soon. We have spent, we have basically worked on this thing in some form or another, eight hours a day seven days a week for the last, what, three months? And a lot of that is us, you know, debating and deliberating and talking about through ideas and working out ideas on Slack. But, you know, we, we spent Slack. a lot of time writing. Yeah, and a lot oh, of time. Slack is a, some sort of. It's a messaging platform, like an organizational platform. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've never um, used Slack. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's very good. We, we, Slack is the MVP of this album. <laughs> is there a Slack, song about Slack? <laughs> I'll let you discover that for yourself. Okay, there's you're not getting any a, insider information out of me on this. There's probably a song about Slack, Mm-mm. and I I did see on Twitter there's something about gazebos. There is definitely a gazebo mention. I will confirm that. Okay, all right. But yeah, it's uh, I I think it's going to be interesting. It's it's basically what you would expect, and then some stuff that you definitely would not expect. So I have to go back though. You said. Are you exaggerating when you say eight hours every day? No, I'm not. How are you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> do you have more hours in your day than I do? No. We're doing it in our free time at night. Wow. I will say this. I'll say this. One of our significant others, 
and I won't say who it is until I check with them, uh-huh. um, calls this our hobby job. Yeah, well, that makes <laughs> sense it to is. me. It literally, that's the perfect term for it. It is our hobby job. Uh, yeah. In fact, I want to make a t-shirt that says hobby job on it and, <laughs> and, and sell those. Hobby job one word or two? Uh, could go either way. Like a hashtag hobby job? No, it's probably two words. Okay. Actually, it's officially two words, and I can't tell you why it's officially two words yet, but you will see what I mean when you see this okay. if you remember that I said it. Okay. Well, I, I, I think that's a good term for what you're doing. I mean, I have things that I have never called hobby jobs that could be classified as hobby jobs. Yes. Yep. And, and, and it, look, this was fun. It was a lot of fun. We, did, we had a great time doing this. Sometimes it was a job. It felt like a job. And it's, that's, I mean, I feel like we put in work. Oh, yeah. I, I know you did because I had a text out to you fellas asking how things were going. And I won't say what happened, but I will say that I was told, <laughs> no more talking to KJ, get to work. And I won't say who said that, but I'll just say that I was told, nope. And I didn't get to talk to you for the rest of the weekend. I absolutely said that. That was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I didn't say it like that. Tell, I told tell Rob, KJ I said, you have Rob, to focus. No, I said, Rob, you have to focus on this. Tell her that we can't. I said, I actually said, stop, stop texting back and just yeah. focus. We got to get this done. Well, I appreciated that he, that he at least told me that he was going to stop texting. I think that was, that, was a, that was courteous to say. He said, Jason told me I have to stop texting. Yeah. So I like that. Other, otherwise, if I don't like it when the texts are just abruptly ended because then I don't know what's going on. And I feel like, hey, come on. What, hey, don't tell me what's happening. You, know? you knew what was going on. We were recording an album. Well, yes. But a, I think we it were was, trying to do it, it was, in a... Four you, days, which is insane. Insane. Uh, it, it is insane. Well, I was just, you know, I was being courteous, asking you guys how it was going, trying to give you a break. Yeah, I didn't even have my phone with me. <laughs> well, that was probably smart. Yes. Okay, so yeah, we that... Were, uh, you, yeah, it, we, spent, we spent several time, several days working on it, and I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be interesting. I'll say that. I'll leave it up to other people to decide whether it's going to be... whether it's good or not. It's going to be interesting. Well, wasn't it Brad Weiss who said, oh, you're going for good on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, not really. <laughs> We're going for what we want to do, and it is definitely what we wanted to do. Well, good. That's all that matters. Yeah. It, um, we'll have, like, extra supplemental materials, too. We've kind of talked about this a little bit, where mm-hmm. um, extra stuff with the album that is not just the music. We'll put out all the lyrics. Um explanations for the lyrics if anybody actually really wants to get into it that much because it oh, it's good. a lot of nonsense on the surface intentionally and it sounds like a lot of nonsense but underneath there are so many connections and, and not just on the clever thing but stuff that we actually you know believe and things that we are serious about underneath um not all the time but but you know it's it's in there it's it's all that's tucked in there it's um i i think that part of it I'm very pleased with so far. Good. Now, what it's going to completely sound like when it's done, I have no idea. I mean, I have an idea, but I'm not going to say that right now. But well, uh, yeah, the 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 way that things are linking together, I am very happy. Well, good because you know, I I was going to say that you you know that I'm not going to understand a word of this album, right? I'm not going to understand um, anything, even with the explanation sheet. I'm not going to understand it. Uh, no, the explanations will help a lot. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. 
there's going to be a supplemental um, book that comes with the album that I'll just Will leave that cost that. extra? Oh, no. Oh, it's part of the, nice. It's, it's a PDF. It's, it's a digital book. Oh, okay, good. That's the plan right now. It's okay. going to be, it's going to take more time than the album. And I'm probably actually going to enjoy reading it more than listening to the album. <laughs> but that is okay with me if other people are like that too. You need to make this, you need to find a way to make this, turn this from your hobby job to your job job. It's, it sounds like it's taking way too much time. Well, you never know. You never I, know what happens. I know. You never know. That's true. But yeah, it's a bunch of nonsense. Except there's substance underneath. It's a ginormous puzzle. I'll say that. Okay. It's, <laughs> I, I, really, every, I, I, I really, every time I go back and look at this stuff and, what, what, and listen to it and go, okay, yeah, that, 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 that. It's a miracle what happened. Oh, okay. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going, wait a minute. How did we do this and make this work? Well, that, that's a tease right there. That's how I feel about it. I'm not talking about the music part of it and how it sounds. I'm talking about how it all links together and how it all works together. It's, I mean, like Rob said, you know, Whatever your level of expectations, this is going to exceed them. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a bold statement. That is, that is the most boldest of statements. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I will say the goal on this album is smart, dumb, smart. Okay. That's been, that's been the motto so far as we're recording it. That's what everything, everything we did has to be smart, dumb, smart. So sandwich the dumb in between the smarts? I'm trying to deba- I'm debating whether I should actually explain it or not or just let it hang out there. Well, my guess is you'll probably will not explain it. Okay, then I'm going to explain it. Okay. Because um, <laughs> you know how that's how it works. Yeah. It's smart on the surface, like using a bunch of big words and the terminology and how we, you know, the references we make. It's very scientific in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing a bunch of science to it and... Rob's bringing a bunch of philosophy to it, and Luke is bringing a bunch of statistics and science and stuff like that to it. Um, so it's smart if you just read the words, but then if you actually look into what, they're, what we're saying, it's dumb. Okay, I'm with but you so far. But then if you keep going to the next layer, it's smart again. Okay. That's been the goal, and we have pretty much accomplished that with almost every song. So a dumb sandwich, really. Mm, no. With smart slices of mm. bread. Mm, no. It's, it's different from that. Okay. All right. Well, I think there, as far what I can see on Twitter, people are saying things like, I cannot wait to, for this album to drop. I'm, so. I'm pretty excited about it right now. Very good. I'm actually more excited about the supplemental material because I've had several people who I've let read it, like some of the stuff of my, just my part of the explanations uh-huh. have said, you got to put this out there because this is going to blow people's minds when they listen to the song and then they read the explanation behind it. It's like, yeah, this is cool and interesting. And then, oh, now I get it. So, so I wish more people would say, I mean, obviously your, your songs are a lot more 
complicated than some of the other songs that don't need explanations. But sometimes you wish that artists would put out explanations oh, totally. of songs. I, I would love to have, I mean, because Rap Genius does a pretty good job, but most of that, most of Rap Genius, I believe, unless I'm wrong, is, which, I mean, of course I'm not wrong. Rap Genius is other people making comments about what they think the rap lyrics are about, like annotating them. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of whichever one gets the most votes or whichever one gets the most, yeah, this is correct, is the one that gets you know pushed to the top. It's more like people. I don't think Rap Genius is the actual people who wrote the songs going in there and saying, this is what I meant by this and here's the connections. Now, I fully believe that a lot of rap stuff, the best rap music, the best lyrics, have a lot of that stuff underneath. Uh-huh. What ours do is they veer more into the intellectual sphere of the words that we use and it doesn't mean we're smarter. It just means we decided we chose to go that way, which may have may may or may not have been the right decision, but it's who we are. It's, I mean, I think people who like the jingles and are like the jingles that we've done, especially like the rap ones that, that the three of us have done together and like the stuff that Rob writes in the jingles and like the stuff that Luke and I've done for the jingles, then they will at least appreciate that end of it. Because it is definitely some stuff in there. There's some there's stuff that is nonsense on the surface and super serious underneath, hidden in there, that if you can get to if you really want to and want to read the explanations. But then there's also stuff that is we are absolutely just being stupid and making jokes. It's sort of like we've written our own jingles, original jingles. Okay. In some cases. And if you like any of the music that I've put out you'll probably like most or all the music on this, or at least you'll be able to tolerate it. And if you like um, the three songs that are on SoundCloud that we have already, mm-hmm. um, that's not a full representation of the stuff that's on there, but there's some other stuff on there. It's in that same genre direction. It's, I think I said in the email to you that this, is, this album is half hip-hop, half rock, half trip-hop, and half comedy. Yes. Yes. And so there might be something on there for me, because you know I'm not a big rap fan. Correct. Oh, there's definitely songs that are not... There's songs that are not even songs. <laughs> I'll put it that way. There's tracks that are skits, sort of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's tracks that are that have singing on them, like chorus, sung choruses. Um... I think there's some stuff for everybody who enjoy, has enjoyed anything that either of the, me, Luke, or Rob have put out in jingle form or me that I've put out in original music, um, including the three DKA songs we put out already on SoundCloud. And those are being reworked to a certain extent, too. We actually recorded the majority of most of them while they were here uh, from the demos. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of – if people are into any of that, they're going to find something on this that they like musically. Cool. So to wrap it all up, how many songs did you record over these four days? I can tell you that. I don't know. I can tell you the total on the album. What's that? It's 24 or 25. Wow. Tracks so on the album. Is this album going to be longer than your last solo album you released? Oh, yes. Okay. This, is, this album is at maximum length. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're going to get not, your I money's not, worth then. Uh, at least in terms of amount of audio, <laughs> you are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't joking on Twitter when I said I think the only thing that kept us from adding more tracks is the, the laws of physics that 
Yeah. Lasers cannot burn anymore currently onto a CD, audio CD. Yeah. Yeah. And I said you should put it on vinyl because you can get 180 grams on there. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's been interesting and I'm sure I'll be talking more about it, even though that's a lot to talk about it already and more than I wanted to, but I will, that will probably get cut out. But I've... <laughs> We'll talk a lot more about it um, when it comes up. We'll be releasing some interesting stuff, I think, in the next few weeks that kind of give more information about it as we figure out what we're doing. Now, I mean, I got like, I got like a whole page of stuff on my left to record on my end or other people because we got some special guests on the album mm-hmm. um, that will show up here and there. there. Um, you know, I got to get with Rochelle and yeah. figure out her schedule and her time frame and get her a couple things she has to do. Still, and I've got a few things I have to do. One or two music things, um, four or five vocal things, and then it goes into mixing and production, which is will be two or three weeks of craziness. Yes, and that will be you're hoping by Christmas. Oh, the album will be out early in December. Okay, my goal. I'm Good. thinking more into November, beginning of December is is the goal right now. It just depends on after we depends on how long it takes to go through the final mixing, and depends on how long it takes to the replication. Replication can usually be done in a week. Okay. I mean, we still have to finish finish all the artwork, have to finish all the you know the packaging. We got to figure all that out. That took me three months on my album. What I'm not going to do this time is spend three months mixing it to get it one percent better. Good, you've learned from that. Absolutely, I learned a hard lesson. That yeah. I, there were many times during that three months I wanted to, you know this, that I wanted yes. to take that whole thing and throw it in the garbage and just delete it all because it would have saved me, you know, a bunch of headaches. Yes. So I'm not doing that this time. I am, we're going to make it the best we can make it within the time we have. Yep. And then we're putting it out. Good. We ain't making, you know, the greatest album in the history of the world. Well, who, who's to say? You might be. It's smart, dumb, <laughs> smart. So, who, who, how many yeah. people can say that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Midwest bias. Okay, so I'm sure you're aware, Jason, that uh, the Major League Baseball postseason <laughs> is in full swing, right? I know you, you will know get this. why I'm laughing once you hear this. They hear the album that we just talked about. Oh, good. Are we going to talk about, is there going to be baseball on that album? Because if there is, I'm totally in. There is absolutely baseball on the album. Is it making fun of baseball? No. Okay. There is a lot of baseball, actually. Excellent. At least in one song. Excellent. So you are aware, then, that that the baseball postseason is underway? (laughs) Actually not. I was was not aware. Okay. Well. My awareness level is not very high right now. My, My tired level is very high. Yeah. Well, you did see my tweet about a Midwest bias that the Milwaukee Brewers are moving on and they won their first round of the playoffs. I think you saw that tweet. Yes. And you saw my response, which I did not realize that was baseball. <laughs> yes. I did see your response. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I'll update a little bit. So I will tell you a little bit about the postseason because I know you just really want to know. So the Brewers are moving on. They play the Dodgers today, I think. Um, but anyway, the Cleveland Indians lost to the Houston Astros. Now, I don't know if Ohio, is Ohio technically the Midwest? I don't know. I think so. I would, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I I'll consider anyone to be in the Twins division Midwest, which is the Indians. 
but but the real reason I wanted to bring bring this up is that my teams, the Twins and the Cubs, their seasons are done. Done. It, done. You're done, son. Benuto, they did not make the playoffs. Um, but in the case of the Twins, who I have season tick, I have season tickets to the Twins, as you know. And I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of the baseball season, I predicted how the Twins would do this year, what their record would be. So I went back in the archives and I found out what my re- what I predicted because I couldn't remember. Here's what I here's what I predicted last year. I remember. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> okay. Yes, which is why I'm laughing. Okay. Well, last year, not this year. Last year, you know, the Twins did really well. They were 85 and 77. They made the wild card game. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't supposed to do well at all. Paul Molitor. They, they, I don't actually remember, but saying they made the wild card game makes me think they did not. They win did the not wild win the game. wild card game. The Yankees did, but just getting there that's was the one game playoff thing. That's right? the one game. Yeah, just getting yeah. there was a big Sorry. deal for them because they weren't supposed to do well. Paul Molitor. Because yeah, they were terrible. Because they were terrible. 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 That terrible. Point, yeah. But Paul Molitor was named Manager of the Year for the American League that year, last year. Okay, mm-hmm. so. On the heels of Him, that. His name I recognize. Yeah, because he's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, Brewers, right? Brewers, Mainly. yeah. And he played for mm-hmm. the Blue Jays, I think. I don't think he ever played for the Twins, but he might have. I don't know. Um, I, would, I, would, I would have guessed Twins over Blue Jays, but I, I know Brewers, and that's, I'm going to leave I'm it at that. I'm positive he played for the Blue Jays, but mostly for the Brewers. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I, so on the heels of that great season, I made a prediction this year that the Twins were going to do five games better than last year because they were... Paul Molitor had this team playing, and they would go 90-72. and 72. And I said they'd make the playoffs, <laughs> but I didn't say they'd... I said they'd make the wild card game. Um, so I predicted essentially a five-game improvement. Um, well, this year they finished 78-84, and 84, 13 games back in their division, mm. 19 games back in the wild card, and... Ouch. And they fired Paul Molitor. So, oh, I may have been just a little bit off on that one. You could have been worse. The stadium could have caved into a gaping sinkhole and sucked the entire organization into it. That's true. So you could have been worse. I could have been worse, but 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 there's not much there's not much else in there. Paul Molitor, manager that. of the year last year, fired the next year. That see, that's ridiculous to me. It is ridiculous, and 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 that has to do with the the guys that they brought in to run the team. They didn't hire Paul Molitor, and the people they brought oh, in. Okay. The the people most of the people they brought in were busts, were which contributed to Paul Molitor not doing well with his team. Like like Jenny Bus. No bust. The ones the Lakers. Oh, with a T. Yes, not T. Genie Bus. Like Penelope with a T. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing I wanted to say. You know, the Hall of Famer and I were season ticket holders. We went to the last game of the season. I always get a. Um, we always pick this weekend because it's Fan Appreciation Weekend, and they give you this nice winter hat. So we went to that game, and of course, I want you to guess. It was the last game of the season for us. What do you think happened at that game? Besides I, us getting I know the answer. Besides us getting swag. Oh, okay, that was my answer. Yeah. Um let's see. I was gonna say you got hats. Um We were freezing. It was very cold. The next day was the was golf cold. tournament. We were freezing yes. for two days in a row. Uh so good thing you had the hats. Good thing we used the hats at the golf tournament. Okay. My question. Yeah. 
did you wear hats to the stadium knowing you were going to get winter hats there? Or did you go hatless, get to the stadium, and then put the hat on? I wore a ball cap to the stadium oh, okay. knowing I was going to get a hat. Be- so a different hat. Okay. Yeah, different but- type of hat. Now, they don't give the hats to everyone, Jason. They give the hats to the first 30,000 fans. So we thought we were pretty... We were pretty okay. I mean, we were come gonna on. make it. I yeah. mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. How many? How many? Wait a minute. <laughs> how many seats does that stadium have that they claim it has? I think the stadium has forty-five thousand, maybe. Oh, that's more than I expected. Yeah, but I, I was expecting in the thirties. People laugh at this. They're like, oh, "Really, thirty thousand people 30, um, for the Twins? They stink." But people show up for this. They want the swag. They show up for this fan appreciation weekend. The stands were pretty full. How much were if you were to buy a single game ticket for that game the week before, how much would that ticket have cost? Oh, I I checked. They were they were going for six bucks on StubHub. Oh, okay. So less than the price of a hat. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. Okay. I I was going to say these people aren't economic majors, but maybe they are. <laughs> yeah. And, and the hat because it's fu- possible. You know. Go ahead. Let me ask you this: Is it one hat per ticketed patron or one hat per ticket? One hat. Um, I don't understand the question. Is it one hat per? Let me let's see if I I, I didn't word it very well. Is there one hat per person or one hat per ticket bought? One hat per ticket bought. You can't get in unless you have a ticket. No, I'm saying, what if I bought fifty tickets and said I want fifty hats? You can't get the hats unless you show up to the game. No, I'm saying I show up and I hand them my fifty tickets oh, and no. say I want my fifty. No, hats. no, I I think they would turn you away with that. They'd have to. Are st- you sure it's in the legal documentation? I, I'm not sure. I've never tried it, uh, and because I never will. If I will. could get a ticket for six dollars, it's a good point. You could sell those hats online. Uh-huh. Yep. For double that, at least you could sell those hats for probably fifteen bucks. They look pretty decent. I don't I mean, know the answer it- to your question. I don't. I don't think they'd let you do that unless you had fifty actual people in tow. Okay, this I guarantee you this is in the, the language in the legalese of the twins organizational documents like when they put this Probably. giveaway thing out there. Or not giveaway, but the yeah, I guess it is a giveaway because you it's, even though you're buying yeah. it while you when you buy the ticket, yeah. yeah. Um because Somebody surely has, has tried yeah, to do this. Probably. You're probably right. So my guess is that no, you have to have fifty people in tow. Right. Well what if what if I went in fifty times with fifty different mustaches? Uh, that could probably work if you had fifty. Yeah. If you had fifty tickets in hand, or you know, mobile, like most of the stadiums nowadays make you take mobile. Yeah, tickets. see, so that makes it even easier. You're not having to carry fifty tickets. You got no, you, you just, just got, got it on your, on your phone. phone. You can mm-hmm. leave the stadium. Let's see. You probably could enter again. Yeah, I think that would work. Are you so volunteering? Many, this is a math problem. I'd like to figure this out. There's a math problem that, that stats can help us with. Okay. Doctor Mystery can help us with. If you have a nine-inning game, the typical average nine-inning Twins home game for this season, figure out how many times it takes you to go with nobody waiting in front of you after the game starts. So you could go. How 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 many hours before the game can you go into the stadium? Do they Tip, let you in? Typically, an hour and a half. Okay, so you have an hour and a half. You could go in, go out go in another gate and just rotate gates with different disguises. And let's just say that it works and if you fool them, how many times could you go in and out taking the average travel time each time and say, you know, a few minutes each time to put on a different disguise to go and store the hats that you get at your vehicle and come back. How many hats on average could you get in this one 
av- one you know average length Twins game. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to attempt to answer that. I I think, like you said, we'll leave that to young Oh no, this is a, this is a math Statman. problem to work out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, maybe when young Statman can take a little time off of hobby job and and get to this. <laughs> no, no, no. Forget I said that. <laughs> Actually, th- see, they're done with most of the recording stuff now. It's 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 me that's left with recording stuff. They're working on supplemental material right now. Okay, well then they he and can take a, a break, break from he, for the rest he of probably this would yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome this sort of this sort <laughs> yeah. of um, problem. Oh, we, he he's already doing. We're talking about it in Slack. He's already doing. We were yesterday. He's already doing like um, statistical analysis of things that we've already recorded for the album. So it's it's looking pretty awesome. Okay, see that's it's, what he does. If you're interested in nonsense that is backed up by science, <laughs> this album is for you. That sounds, we have made the holy grail of albums for you. That sounds a lot like this podcast, except for the backed up by science part. <laughs> well, at least half of it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, to circle back to my question, there's one thing that happened at this game that I thought we could get away from, but it happened again. Are you kidding me? It really happened again? Yep. Another proposal. Ah, did this one seem genuine? It did. It did seem genuine. And like the person was surprised. She was. She. She, she should have gotten an Academy Award if she wasn't. I mean, she. See, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that it's not set up every time. It because it didn't we have look people like with it. inside information who have told us it is set up every time. Yeah, it didn't look like it was set up, but maybe she's just a good actress. But I, what well, I don't understand. N- no, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. If a woman, if. <laughs> That's I'm about to be sexist. Yeah, it sounds like it. If a woman, go ahead. <laughs> um, maybe I should tone that back. If a person who is going to be proposed to really wants to get married, they are going to be a good actor if they're told this needs to look like a surprise. I, I guess I could I'm see just, that. And yes. I said if a woman, just because most of the time it's 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 a woman who is the woman is being proposed to. It's rare, even in our, even today. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems rare to me that a man would be proposed to by a woman. I haven't seen it in you know the. I mean, I know you could have a, a man proposed to a man and all that. I'm just, I'm not saying that, but but typically, have you ever seen no, when you've been no. there a woman proposed to a man? No. Yeah, and see, I think it's just I think that is still a sort of semi traditional thing that kind of sticks. Yeah, I think you're right. Even in like millennial culture. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. You're probably right. More, yeah, it's 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 a majority. I think. I think when it can at least say that. I've never seen a woman propose to a woman or a man propose to a man either. On these, on the jumbotrons. Jumbo yeah. So. The, I mean, I rarely see when I see these. I see people post more than I would like to admit. I like seeing. Um, People proposing, like putting their proposal video, or whatever, on Twitter, uh-huh. and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm happy for you, yeah, just do your thing. Um, that's I'm still in the mode of you don't have to make this a public thing, you don't have to put this on social media. Not everything in your life needs to go on social media. Well, I'm sorry, it doesn't. Well, that's how I feel about it. And but, but did you see James Cunningham tweeted us a proposal that happened on the football field, West Virginia, I think it was. Yeah, it was the football player, and it looked like she was just, 
I don't think she was like a cheerleader or anything. She was just like a fan at the game. Like, I mean, obviously, his, obviously it was his they girlfriend. Were I think and he, did, he didn't pull a random fan out of the stands. Yeah, right. Supposed to, which that would be a better story. That I'd be like, I, I got to see that. Yeah, yeah. It was a girl. I'm assuming it was his girlfriend. Because look, if I if I wasn't married and I'm be like, yeah, let's get married. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Why not? But yes, you, you're probably right. It was his girlfriend. I think it was his girlfriend. Yep. And so they brought he brought her out like after the game or something, mm-hmm. and they on um, at midfield. Mm-hmm. And James was he liked this one. He thought this one was pretty good. No, I commented that I liked the teammates' reaction the best. The teammates seemed yeah, really but, into it, yeah. which I like. Why 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 you got to do it and film it? That's my thing. The other thing that I don't like, which this, which I mean. That's that's a large majority of what I see on social media. Yes, but the other thing that in I this don't one like, particular dot, dot, case, dot. the other the other one thing that I don't like is these baby announcements. You see the, baby announcements on Twitter? Oh gosh, you don't? Okay, well explain the, what you mean. When they revealed the sex of the kid. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that a whole lot on Twitter. Like, oh, you haven't seen the videos where you've, you've seen the one where they're like snapping the football and he like throws it in and explodes and it's either a blue or a. Oh, yes, you know, I did see that one. Thing yep. And the balloons and all that stuff. Just. Are you kidding me? So are, let I, me I just, ask you this. I am then. a very private person in terms of that stuff. And I feel like that's important to our development as human beings to keep some stuff between you and the person that it is directly related to and not tell the world and put it all on social media, I think that is a mistake and I think that will lead to problems. It already is leading to problems. It will lead to much worse problems yeah. in the future for our culture. Yeah. Well, it's the reality TV ising, re- reality TVization of everything else that we're doing. Absolutely. I mean, and that's an entirely, entirely, I mean, we could talk about that for an entire episode. But <laughs> yeah, what I got, what I want to ask is. <laughs> You, so do you like the, you don't like the videos, you don't like it to be posted no. on, on social media, but do you, the, if you were I don't at like a party the contrived, like this, No, I don't like the contrived, let's, you know, let the cake explode in whatever color the mist is, that's the Okay, so you don't the like the video no. or the actual party. I don't like any of that stuff. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify because it sounded like you were more, more, you know, more angry at the video thing or you didn't like the video. But it sounds like you don't want, don't invite Jason to this type of party, basically. No, no, don't invite anybody to that type of party. Don't have a party to announce and reveal the sex of your baby, is my opinion. Well, that's a really new thing. I I had not heard that. I know. Yeah, that's pretty new. Oh, believe me. I know it's a new thing. I don't think I've ever been to one of those parties. See, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the cool thing. You know what the cool thing is? What's the cool thing? When you have, when you, when, when the person that you're married to or the person that you are significant other with and you love and you're devoted to, when you and that person have a secret that involves just you, the two of you, that nobody else knows. And that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That is a cool thing. That's an amazing thing. So in a lot of these cases, I think the people who are having the baby don't know what the sex is. They're like, okay, the doctor has sealed this up and we're going to find out when everybody else finds out. And I think that is a mistake long-term in our psyche and our makeup and our cultural direction that we're heading. So do you... Keep some stuff private. 
and and enjoy it and savor it and like chew on it. We chewed on it for like three or four months before we even said we're having a baby. When we we're basically then we got to start telling people because people would be like, uh-huh, yeah. "Is she pregnant?" Yeah. So that kind of situation, it and it's awesome when you're in a with your friends or you're in the crowd of people and somebody said something and you're like and you just look at the, you just get a glance at that person. That builds relationships. That strengthens that relationship to me. But, Don't miss out on that. I mean, you could you could argue that having a party that reveals gender or just a party like a baby shower would also strengthen yeah. relationships to the yeah. people the that are there. The baby shower is fine because at that point you've told everybody you're having a baby because you send out a thing saying, hey, we're having a baby shower. And unless you are the ultimate scam artist, which I mean, I could <laughs> have to say I got to tip my hat to you if you do this. Yeah. You have a baby shower without actually having a baby. Yeah. Right. Because honestly, how many people actually go back and check that came to that baby shower, go back and check? Because nobody in their right mind would set up a fake baby shower and not actually be pregnant. So that built into people's minds automatically sets up the perfect scam for you. Because how many people are going like a year later? Did she actually have that baby? Well, presumably the people. Nobody goes and checks that. So that's that's a great idea for all you scam artists out there. Yes, but I don't think that would work because you're not going to invite. Why not? Because you're not going to invite people to your baby shower that you don't know. So as soon as that baby. Your friends, I'm saying. Yeah. How many of your friends would come back and check? There's nobody that came back and said, hey, did you have that baby yet? No, because they've gotten thousands of videos. They've gotten thousands of videos on social media proving that their their friend's baby is born. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Yeah, this this is the ultimate scam. It, it, this is this would be perfect. I might actually try this. Okay. Don't steal my idea. And and um, that's your Midwest bias for this week. Dun dun dun. In these days and times, people need to know what's trending. What's trending? 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 What's trending now? Hashtag tic-tac-toe, pound sign, flashback, throwback, favorites in top five. Now trending back on Twitter from Instagram. Was Garoppolo hacked by some local scam? Nikki and Remy Ma battling verse. Richard Simmons missing and Jurassic giving birth. Whether it's intentional or maybe a wolf. Now Arium fosters out fighting some wolves. Maybe some pain that no one clicks on. Text for days like your awesome calls. Hey, BBC News, work from home, dude. Go ahead, take a bow. You watch trending now. What's trending with me is what is basically what I'm doing. What's trending with me now that, you know, we've been gone what's for... What's trending with me now? What's trending with me now? You know, we've been gone for a month, so I already gave my um, update on my horrid prediction of how the twins would do. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have an update on this Choice Hotel fiasco, for lack of a better word, um, that's been going on since when? End of June? Jingle Fest time. Yeah. Since you, it was because you stayed there on the way back home from Jingle Fest, right? So it had been like just a few days after that. Yeah, late June, somewhere mm-hmm. just outside of Chicago. 
Mm-hmm. And if you remember what happened, that sounds that sounds like the opening to a screenplay of like some like yes Blues Brothers three thousand <laughs> late June we're somewhere making, outside of Chicago one. late June somewhere outside of Chicago <laughs> a car drives by a man puts on sunglasses at night and walks into Action. a stranger's hotel room <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's where it takes a turn which is exactly what happened. Um, the hotel staff mistakenly, well, at least I, I hope mistakenly, gave our room to someone else, and the guy walked in. It was probably around midnight or one o'clock, if I remember right, right, right. Yes. And while we were, while we were, we were sleep, we were sleep, sleeping. Wait a minute, that's a different movie. We can't put that. We can't reference that in our script. No, we can't. Mm. Okay. While, while the both of us were sleeping, scaring the bejesus out of us. Oh yes, I remember this story. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, you and um, other listeners had suggested that I reach out to Choice Hotels because the hotel staff there wasn't responding. They were like, well, sorry. That's just how it goes, basically. Yeah, I think, I think my version of reach out was a little more vociferous than just, just reach out Re- to them. Reach out, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, like, I- you have got to email them and say, what the crap is going on here? So I think when we left off was I had emailed them. Yes. But and they had responded. I hadn't heard- they had responded, but they mm-hmm. I, I don't think I talked about this because their response was nothing of any substance. It was like... Uh, you told me. I thought, we, I thought it was on the podcast. Maybe not. I know you I told me. I don't think it was, but... but okay. But Just what, recap it anyway. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So basically, back and forth for a couple of months now, about three and a half months, I guess. Yeah. They would say, you know, well, why don't you clarify your email address, which uh, we already did. But anyway... So long story short, after about five emails where they were, it seemed to me, using delay tactics. Um, well, of course. Yeah. They agreed to give me 6,000 points toward a future stay, which was <laughs> obviously not what I wanted. I wanted, you know, actual money back in my pocket. But that was okay. But, all I, but they said, you, if you want this, you have to say yes to us. And and then we will register you and give you the six thousand dollars in your or six thousand dollars. That would be awesome. $6, yes, I'll take six thousand dollars, please. Six thousand points. Actually, wait a minute. How much of my personal information do I have to give them? Because do you have to Just sign up for this program? Address. Oh, okay, that's fine. And I think you have to do. You might have to give them your name. Speaking of email addresses, yes. In hotels, I have got. Okay. I got like three emails last weekend while we were here recording. I got three when. Me and Robin Luke were recording. I got three emails from some hotel in Baltimore saying, "Here's your agenda for your upcoming stay." And the next day, it was like, "Everything going okay for your own?" Thanks for checking in with us. And the third day was, um, "Here's your PDF bill. Thanks for your stay here." And I'm like, "What? What? I was not there, and I did not book a hotel room, and nobody that I so I think they I think somebody else gave them my email address is what I'm thinking, or they're trying to steal my identity, and I'm going to see some charge show up on my credit card in a week." So you haven't, have you done anything about this right now or are you just leaving it for the time No, being? because I'm wary of scams where it's not actually the hotel like sending out emails and they're, you know, spoofing the email address and they're sending me like mm-hmm. stuff. If I click on any of these links, because it's all, you have to click on a link or open up something to go to yeah. get the actual information. And I don't want to do that because that, that can get you in way more trouble. Yeah, so what oh, I'm trying absolutely. to do, yeah, so what I'm trying to do is just kind of let it go. And as long as I don't get a charge on my credit card, I don't care. Was this a choice hotel that you, you stayed at in Baltimore? I don't think so. Or you allegedly so. stayed at in Baltimore? I think it was a Hyatt. 
Oh, okay. Which, I don't know if that's a choice. I don't know. Choice could be like uh, Clear, what is it? Um, Clear Channel that owns like practically 90% of radio stations in America and yes. most of the billboards. And you don't really know it until you know it and you feel like, oh, these things are operating independently. No, they're told what to do. It's like when uh, John Oliver did the thing where he said, here's how the every news channel responded, like local news responded to this story. It was some Trump thing. Do you remember that? And he played them back to back and they oh, all yes. literally were reading from a script. They Clear all Channel the is same that way script. for radio. Yes, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yep. So I don't know if Choice Hotels like owns everything more than we know about. And they're, it's, you know... It's this monopoly over everything, and people don't realize it or not. So I, I'm not sure if it's a choice hotel. But well, you definitely could, stayed in a choice hotel. I definitely stayed in a choice hotel. There were five of them. And I think the one that I stayed in was a Clarion, if I remember right. Yeah, but it, so. but that's it, what I remember. But anyway, they tell me they're going to give me 6,000 points, and I just have to say yes. So, of course, I immediately responded, yes, that's fine, and then didn't hear from them. And so finally, I said, wrote back and said, well, are you going to give me the points, or what's happening? And then two more weeks after that, so now another month, they, they wrote back, oh, I'm so sorry for the delay, and we're going to give you two more thousand points for the delay. So now I have 8,000 points. And I have no six, idea what that means. 6,000 points, we looked it up, doesn't, doesn't look like it even would count for a full night's stay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But 8,000 points, 8,000 points does. So I think- Oh, that's okay then. So it's satisfactory to me. But, you know, all that work, four months of just staying on top of it, should yeah. not, you should not have to do that for um, something that happened to you. I, that, is, that is the worst part to me is you had to track them down and do their job in order to make them give you what they should have given you from the very minute you checked out of the hotel and said, look, somebody broke into my room that you let them in. The manager of that hotel should have said, we're sorry, we're giving you this room for free. For, That's we're, right. We're refunding your charge on this. A hundred percent. And you had but to do in, three months of work. This is my problem with the insurance stuff that had going on and still have yes. going on, by the way, that I'll, once it's wrapped up, I'll talk about it. But okay. it's the, my wife and I doing the work to track mm-hmm. down and do their job that the insurance agent shouldn't be doing. Yep. And, you know, some would say, well, 8,000 points isn't worth it, but it's the principle. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So anyway, I wanted to give that update because I know people were, you know, on the edge of their seat, especially you. <laughs> yes. I actually did want to know. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so you, you are, so, so, so far you're not going to do anything about the hotel. You're going to see if there's a charge on your card. Yeah, I'm just going to wait it out because I've, dis- I've discovered that waiting it out is usually the best thing. Yeah. Because well, I otherwise I, I could spend a month tracking it. I could spend three months trying to figure this out and it'd be nothing. So well, until they start charging me money, then I'm not. Right. So you just it. have to watch your card, which a lot of people don't do. Yes. Well, whenever I see something like that that's suspicious, and Deanna's really good about this, I just say, hey, we need to check this. And she's very mm-hmm. good at keeping on track of that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I would. If people aren't going line by line through their credit card statements every month, they're crazy. I agree. I do. We that. found some stuff where it was like $5 here, $6 here, $3.50 here. And we were like, what is this? And we called and they were like, oh, these are incorrect charges. And it was it's Bank of America. And what I think they were doing is just trying to throw stuff on there because it was like service fee. And it was like some like obscure, like not really clear what it was thing mm-hmm. over yep. months and months and months. And I mean, you think $6 here, not a big deal. I mean, it ends up to be, you know, 100 bucks over, you know, a couple years time. Sure it does. It's still yeah. not that much money, but it's the but principle it's not, of them getting away with it. Yeah, it's not right for them to be doing it. <laughs> it's that. not right. That is correct. Um, anything trending with you? 
Uh, speaking of agents, we talked about insurance agents. Yes, and, we did. you know, agents that you have to deal with at the, you know, what is it, Choice? Is that what you said? Choice Hotels? Choice Hotel, yep. yeah. Yeah, people on the phone. Mm-hmm. I am an agent now. You have an agent. I am an agent. Oh, you're an agent. Well, yeah, I would what? actually like to get an agent. I'm actually going to go looking for an agent for a couple other things that I'm working on, projects. But I am an agent now. Agent of change. Oh, you're an agent of change. Do tell. <laughs> so me and Jason's wife, uh-huh. we found out a couple weeks ago that our daughter, who is seven in second grade, um, is also on the spectrum. We oh, met really? with a psychologist and all this stuff, and um, so she's in a she's in an IEP, you know, okay, um, yep, ASD program at school now. So we go to the preliminary meeting to talk about you know how we're going to approach this, and there's a teacher in there that I'm like, something's not vibing between me and her, and I'm not sure what it is, and I'm just kind of not saying anything, and I'm just kind of rolling with it, but it was just like everything she said was kind of like felt condescending to me and it just wasn't coming across the right way and it just was completely different than like the other other, all the other teachers in the ASD program that I've dealt with there and it's I mean it's special education so it's all the several people from different levels like there's a speech teacher in there there's a general education teacher in there there's a special ed teacher in there which I mean special ed is way different special ed when I was a kid is way different than it is now Especially uh-huh. now is yeah. we pull you out for, you know, one period for 30 minutes and specifically work on this one thing that in math or science or whatever that you need to work on. It's yes. not like it's a whole entire classroom off to itself. Right. Which anymore. was what my mom did. My mom was right. a special ed teacher and they, right. she had a classroom and they were there all day. Yes. Yeah. And, and they still have that, but that's for the more like, um, that's a lot of times for, for kids who have disabilities where they need help moving around. And, uh, yes, um, absolutely. Yes. So, more severely. Definitely more severe disabilities. And so, and you know, neither of my kids are at that, at that level. Um, so we're in this meeting and it's just something not vibing between me and this, this, this lady, this teacher. And I didn't think anything about it. I was like, yeah, this is maybe it's not, you know, I, cause I didn't know at that point if she was going to be teaching my daughter or what she would have. I thought she was just in there as part of, cause they have to have a representative from each department in there, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And so we came home and she called me like the next day to set up the meeting for the IEP, which is the individual education plan, plan, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. To specifically say, this is how your daughter's day is going to be structured to get her the help and aid her and support her the best way that we feel like we can. And parents have way more say in that than they realize. Because they say in it's those, a committee yeah. decision and, you know, everybody has to agree. Unless it's something wild, like super outlandish, the school is going to agree with what the parents want to do. And, okay, and, yep. and I, I should say, I mean, I'm sure there's crazy parents that go in there and just rant and rave about stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody say that that's, I'm, I'm one of them, but I'm advocating <laughs> for my kid. And so I'm going to advocate for my kid in a very, um, animated, excited, energetic, energetic. That's the word I'm looking for. Energetic way. Okay. Cause it's my kid. Yeah. And so we're, this lady calls me. And she's like, and we had said we wanted the meeting to be on Tuesday if, we, if possible so that both Deanna and I could be there. And she's like, okay, I could meet on this Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. It's like two weeks from now. And I'm like, I have something that morning. Can we make it that Monday? She's like, I'm sorry, sir, but you realize that's not a Tuesday. Oh. And I said, what? Well, yeah, you just told me that the Tuesday is this. And I said the day before, which as far as I know is still Monday. Mm-hmm. 
is what I was thinking. And I was like, yeah, I know that's not a Tuesday. I, I'm trying to work around your schedule that you said you couldn't, you know, just seeing if you could meet that day because I can't meet that particular Tuesday and there's no other Tuesday for the next month and we got to get this done. Right. And she's like, well, your wife will not be able to be there if you meet that Monday. And I'm like, she can probably change something around if she has to for a specific day. This is important to us. Uh-huh. And the lady's like, yeah. she just kept giving me a hard time and it's just the tone of voice. And I'm just like, okay, this is not getting off on the right foot. Great. But I'm still just whatever. She's just setting up the meetings and running the meeting. Sure. If, if, if the choice was me, just me going to the meeting mm-hmm. or pl- postponing for a month, right. which the things that they do to support these kids, the earlier they can do it, the better it is. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to put it off for another month for her to get another month behind in the stuff that she's struggling with because she's not yeah. struggling because she's not smart enough to do it. She's struggling because the educate, the general education classroom does not conform to that's not how her best way to learn is because of the autism being on the spectrum and right. I totally get that right. my son same way uh-huh so we go to the meeting and she's leading the meeting this this lady this teacher uh-huh and I'm like okay she's just leading this meeting because she's in the special education department it's not this big of a deal it'll be okay and we get about halfway through the meeting and she's like Here's what I would recommend we do for your child. And I'm going to be teaching her two days, two periods every day, every week. She's going to be just with me. And I was like, oh, no, no, because I know my daughter and I know how she picks up on the habits and the personality of the people that she's around. She's very much a chameleon follower and that she Mm -hmm. will adapt because she doesn't have the necessary. It doesn't come natural to her a lot of social interaction that just most humans take advantage, take for granted. Mm-hmm. And so she, her contextual way of adapting is she changes to fit the person that she's with a lot. Okay. Yep. And I'm like, my first thought is I don't want my kid to be like you <laughs> because you can do your own thing, but I don't, it's not, you're not my favorite type of personality. Uh-huh. And I'll, yeah. I'll be honest about that. But the other thing is, I know my kid, and I know my kid is going to shut down around you if you treat her like this. If you talk to her the way you're talking to me and my wife and the other people in this room, my kid is going to shut down, and she's going to be worse off with you than she is in the general classroom. I didn't say that out loud. I looked around the room while this lady was talking, and I saw the faces of the other two special ed teachers in there. They worked with my son. That's how I know them. Mm-hmm. And the looks on their faces were, they weren't looking at me. They were looking at her. But it was a situation of, I knew they got it right away. And they, I knew they knew exactly what I was thinking because they were thinking it too. And so that afternoon, after the meeting, Jason's wife and I called the school, to, called actually one of those other teachers who we know really well and said, hey, um, we just wanted to talk to you, uh, and I'm not sure how to bring this up. And she said, you don't have to say anything. I know exactly why you're calling, and I agree with you 100%. Oh, good. So That's she's like, good. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. She goes, I don't know what we can do, but, but there are other ways to do this, and we can figure this out because what we want is the best thing for your kid, and you know your kid better than, than anybody. And I was like, totally. Bingo. And that's exactly what you want the school and the teacher to do. And so – She's like, I will check with the assistant principal and we will do what we can. And this is before fall break. So it was like, like they got off for like the last two days that week. Uh-huh. She goes, somebody will contact you early next week, which would have been this week to 
talk about you know what are the options and go in. We need we want to meet the other teachers that are involved and and just see who else is going to be because for kids on the spectrum at the level that my kids are, who the teacher is and the teacher's personality is as important as how good of a teacher they actually are. Does that make sure. sense? Sure, absolutely. Um, because th- my kids are smart enough to learn the stuff, but if they're not getting the social interaction, like how to do things and, and not, if, if their personalities don't mesh in some way, my kids will, will shut down. And shut just be down, like, no. yeah. And so we got a call <laughs> this Monday because it was a school work day. So all the teachers and everything, all the administration were there. We got a call from the assistant principal that said, we want to let you know that this teacher has been removed from these classes and she's teaching only this other thing now. Your daughter will not have her for any classes. And by the way, she won't even be teaching the class that your daughter would have been in. And we've basically we have reassigned her, which makes me think. Wow. They have been thinking about this for a while and they know because we didn't even meet with them to ex- express our concerns. Yeah, they had it already. Yeah. And the, that teacher said, yeah, I get you. You don't have to say anything. And the principal basically just reassigned everybody mm-hmm. in the middle of the school, but in the middle of the first semester, because we talked about this. They knew. Yeah, they knew. They must have had some other complaints, even though you guys didn't complain per se. They must have had there must have been other examples. I think they just knew and no parents had complained yet. And until uh-huh. parents okay. complain, they try not to do anything. They sure. try to work it out. Sure. Because once they, once parents, once, and we didn't complain, we just said, look, we'd like to know what the options are. Yeah. And the reason why I called us agents of change is because this exact same thing happened with my son when he was in kindergarten and he had a teacher who was, this other teacher for this, this story I'm talking about, it was not terrible. It just didn't fit with my kid. Right. I want to make yeah. that clear. And mm-hmm. it would not have worked. And that was my whole approach of, look, I feel like the best situation for my daughter will be a different teacher than this lady because their personalities are not going to work. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that immediately. And the thing with my son when he was in kindergarten, it was she was a terrible teacher. She's no longer a teacher. Oh, okay. We, this is the one that the very first parent-teacher conference I ever went to in my life. <laughs> it was the first month of my son being in kindergarten. By the end of the conference, I'm standing up and she's standing up and we're yelling at each other. The kindergarten teacher. She was terrible. She should not have been teaching kindergarten. And she had a knee brace on and my wife asked her at the orientation, um, you know, what happened to your knee? Just making conversation. She goes, yeah, I had a little kid kick me last year. A kindergarten kid kicked her in the knee so hard because she she infuriated a kindergarten kid so much that he kicked her in her knee and tore her ACL. (laughs) Wow. You should not be, that's, that is a sign. Do not, you should not be a kindergarten teacher. Well. Period. To play devil's advocate. Yeah. That, that kid might have had behavioral problems that lashed out and kicked. No, because I, I know, I know what she's talking about. Oh, okay. Because I know people that have been injured at school from kids hitting them, but not because they're bad teachers, but because right. they're emotional problems. Okay. Right. But no, not, not this, not this situation. And Got it. We, we said, we went to the principal after that meeting with the kindergarten thing and said, he can't be in her class anymore. You need to move her. And they said, we don't do that. And I said, well, we don't go to school anymore. And they were like, okay, we move, we're moving him, <laughs> which is. Yeah. So that would, that would clear, that would, you know, qualify for agents change. I see where you're yes. going. Yeah. Well, the thing, the funny thing is our other neighbors who were like, 
did you know your son move out of that class? And I'm like, yeah, it was. And I never said anything bad or about anybody. Because unless it's necessary to say you need to get your kid out of that class, I'm not going to say it. When the other parents in this neighborhood who had kids my son's age in his class complained to us, we'll be like, yeah, it's been just been a struggle. I've been like, well, that's the reason why our son moved out of there because it was a struggle. And they're like, well, you can do that. And I was like, you should go talk to the principal. And they did. Yeah. And at the end of the year, that teacher had like eight kids in her class out of from 20 something. Oh. And so at more the next year, moved yeah, at the stayed. next year, they, the next year, the following year, they moved her to a different, they moved her to like third or fourth grade. And the next year she was gone. They didn't renew uh-huh. her contract. They said, yeah. no, nah, this is not working. So that, that's an example of a, you know, usually it's very difficult to get rid of a teacher. You have to establish a I think a that's what they line. were doing. It was just, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when you, when you have to move kids out of your class so much, a kindergarten class, that it goes from 22 or 23 to less than 10. What yes. are you doing? It That's doesn't enough. sound like she yeah. was doing the right. She doesn't doesn't sound like it was her. Fi- she wasn't fit to be a teacher. It sounds no. Like. She she was not made to be a kindergarten teacher. Certainly, she might have been like a middle school, high school age teacher. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, mm-hmm. that's she moved away. So hopefully, that's what she's doing. Hopefully, everything worked out for her. All I'm saying is, if you were doing damage to kids in kindergarten, if you mess them up and get them to hate school in kindergarten at that age, yeah, that's going to affect them the rest of their academic career, the rest of their school career, at least for the Absolutely. next few years. And that puts them behind. And then when they get to middle school, they're behind or they hate school or they because when you actually have to do homework to keep up, you're not going to want to do any of that. It's, it just messes you up. It gets off the wrong. It's the wrong sure, direction. It starts from the on beginning. the wrong foot. That's exactly right, right. away. Yep. Yeah. So, so agents of change. Yeah. It sounds like you're it's. It's good. It's a good thing. In the end, you got where you need, you need, your daughter is where you think she needs to be. Yes. And that was my only goal. And I hope this other, hope the other lady actually gets, I hope where they moved her to in the school. I mean, she's still teaching. I hope they moved her to where she needs to be. I, I'm yes. hoping that's what happened. I don't yeah. want anybody, because look, I'm a big proponent of everybody has, is a genius at something and everybody is stupid at something. Uh-huh. It's, if you're trying to do what you're bad at, you need people to help you move into what you're good at, and you need to focus on what you're good at and do that, and you will be much better off. You'll be much happier. The people around you will be much happier. It's find what you're good at and do it, and everybody has a role and everybody has a place, and just because you want to do something that's not your role does not mean you should do that role. Correct, but if, if you have something that you'd like to try, you should try it, and then, Absolutely. and then if you find out you're not good at it, then you need to know when to step away. Right. You need, to be, you need to be able to be honest with yourself to realize, okay, exactly. this is not my thing. I need to move to something else. Yes. Yeah, totally. You should absolutely try different stuff because you know what? If you don't try enough different stuff, you may find something you're like, okay, I'm decent at this. You may stumble into something else or find – you should always try to do what you want to do. Is that, if that makes sense? Absolutely. Whatever's in sense. you, like if you have a dream of being this or being that, you should absolutely go for it. You need to know and you need to have people around you who are honest enough with you and love you enough to tell you the truth. To be able to say, okay, you should try this, yes. And when it doesn't work, you need to be able to realize that. And the difficult thing is realize that's that's super difficult. Most people are the last to know that they're not good at something, right? That they, especially if they really want to do it, they have this dream. Um, you need people around you, and you need to ask them, and you need to get them any way you can to be to be honest with you to say when it's time to hang it up. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. You just need to know when to step away. So hopefully, people will be honest with you. Yeah. You need your own personal agent of not. change. That's right. 
Yeah. I'm available for hire. <laughs> you Good, need me I to might get stuff you. handled at your school? Call Deanna because she's the one that does most of it. <laughs> insurance. Okay. You, you have an insurance problems? Call her. She handles business. You having problems at your school with your kids? Call her. She handles business. She handles business. Yeah. Agents of change. <laughs> Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, girl. Or guy. Thanks for sticking with us this long. We hope you're enjoying the season two premiere of the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears, and you'll continue listening as we've got a feedback segment coming up with no feedback. How does that happen? Listen to find out. If you'd like to send us feedback, so we'll actually have some for next week, it's at SpeakTangents on Twitter. Or via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. I think those things still exist. Please don't try to go to the website, because it does not. That was by choice. Why pay for a domain and hosting when nobody even uses it? It'd been like six months since we checked it. So we understand. We know how it is. If you're on Facebook, we could get you there too. I think we have an account. I don't even know what it is because I don't acknowledge that Facebook exists. Anyway. So do we have any feedback this month? Well, no, actually we don't have much feedback at all since we haven't been around for like, what, five weeks? A month? Slackers. Yeah. Total Not us, slackers. the people who haven't been sending feedback. Oh, I see. I, I mean, see. come on. How well, how do they expect us to fill this segment? Well, actually, we did get some feedback over the month long period that people missed us. Uh, John Miller, I think Michelle Miller, mm. Jenny Robbins. Cool. I got some, you know, private messages from people missed the podcast. Um, my friend Sarah private said that. Messages. My friend Rachel said that. So you know, that's some feedback. That's great. Yeah, they may be regretting their decision to miss us. And want us back at this point. At but. this point, they might be, yes. <laughs> just just an hour into the comeback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we were going for, what, like three years? Yeah. Two years? It was definitely over two years. For, for yeah, I think it was over two years. Yep. That's pretty good. I mean, even Kornheiser, who does a professional pro- podcast, he gets paid to do it. That's right. Like, big time money with the sponsors and all that. He, he still takes a break. Well, he takes a break every week, but uh, in some may say he takes a break during some of the shows. But he definitely <laughs> takes an extended break during the summer. He does. He takes the entire, almost the entire summer off. Right. So, I mean, for us to take, what was it, five weeks, four weeks? I think it ended up being five weeks. Yeah. Because we were going to take September off, and then, the, then our recording session got pushed back into October. So Yeah, and I was sick, so it wouldn't happen yeah. anyway on my end. Yeah. So, so you were recording, and I was sick. We were all sick. You were dropping sickness, and we were dropping sick rhymes. That's right. (laughs) That's so stupid. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) See, if you weren't regretting it before, you definitely are now. That's right. So, do you have anything that you... or Do you have feedback? Yes, I would like to announce the debut of a new part of our feedback. Oh. That I am kind of making up as I go along, which is... I mean, let's face it, that's why I'll do everything. 
Um, this is the Michigan Tech Huskies official Speaking of Tangents update for the week. Michigan Tech Huskies. Mm-hmm. Football? Yes, of course. It's football season. College football, the greatest thing ever, according to James Cunningham. Yeah. So this is, this is for him. He might be the only one. Yeah. So they started out pretty good this year. Since this, this is the first update, I'm going to kind of recap. Just And by recap, I mean tell you what games they won and lost. So hang on. This is Mi- Michigan? So this should, Michigan you could, Tech. we could put this in Midwest bias. I mean, we won't. Yeah, just, we'll put it here, but yeah. I mean, it could be in Midwest bias. Well, this whole podcast is a Midwest bias. Uh, yeah, it does. It has a slight Midwest and dirty, bias yeah. and Southeast bias. Dirty South, I prefer. Oh, Dirty South. Yeah, that's better. Go so ahead. Midwest bias, Dirty South. There's got to be another word besides bias. What's the synonym for bias? Mm. See, I'm too... I'm too Preference. Um, um, maybe. I'm too involved in it to be able to, you know, give a synonym about it. Okay. We'll just call it the Dirty South. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> dirty South. I don't know. We better not go into that too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Okay. Uh, so, first game of the season, Michigan Tech came out strong, 20-10, to 10, won. Second game, 31-30, to 30, a final in overtime, which so far has been my favorite moment of the season. And one reason is because that's the last game they won of the season so far. Okay, I was going to ask, did and they sec- win that? Yes, yes, yes. And secondly, the reason they won, because, you know, in college overtime, you go back and forth, and as long as you keep scoring touchdowns or field goals and you match the other team, you keep going until, you know, I think forever, right? Someone is there wins, limit? right? There's no ties yeah, I don't think in there's, college. I don't think there's any ties in college football anymore. Because they just play, they start at like the 25 or whatever, you start at your opponent's 25, and if you score a touchdown and kick a field goal, the other team then has to follow up with lie, or, or kick extra point. The other team has to do that as well, or the game's over. Or like, if you so if you stop the team cold, then you know all you have to do is kick a field goal and you win. Yes. So Michigan Tech scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point. The other team, Hillsdale, scored a touchdown, and the kicker shanked the extra point. Oh, no. Which has got to be, like, painful for that dude. I, feel, I felt bad for that dude, but only for a short time because then I had to, you know, cheer the victory. Okay, now, did you actually watch this game or you're only recapping? <laughs> I don't think any of this is televised anywhere. Okay. There's well, a radio. Knows? There's an internet radio you can listen to. Yes, yeah. you can listen to it. I did, I did listen to the end of the game, yes. Okay. It's like an internet broadcast radio that anybody can listen to that you could just Google it and you can find it. But I also follow them on Twitter for most of their games because, let's face it, I'm busy on Saturday, so I don't get to watch much college football anyway. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I do follow their Twitter updates on their football games. And they do a pretty good job updating on their social media. Okay, but before you go on, let's mm-hmm. talk about, have you always been a fan of Michigan Tech Huskies, or is this a new thing? Yes, always, since birth. Okay. I've never heard you before speak birth. about it before. Yeah, well, I don't always talk about all my business all the time. All right. Okay. So the next game, they lost to Davenport 23 to 21 in a in a, you know, tough tough battle. That was the conference opener and and just to go down 23 to 21 was tough. Um Will Ark did not come through in that one very well. Um then you go to Grand Valley State and they lost 45 to 20. That one was pretty much done. Grand Valley State is, you know, pretty much the powerhouse of the um, GL, what is it? Um, the GLIAC. GL, the GLIAC, yes. 
So, I mean, that's 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 what you're dealing with right there. So it's that that didn't expect them to win that one. Okay. The next game, Saginaw Valley State came to town. Homecoming. You okay. know, you figure homecoming, you know, your team should have a pretty good shot. You know, most most teams, most big time college football teams, which Michigan Tech certainly is, they schedule, you know, like a cream puff for homecoming because you want, you know, the alumni and the people who are coming back and the the fans to really when you're celebrating the homecoming week and all that stuff. I mean, I went to college, I went to football games at, you know, Tennessee. You want to win the homecoming game. You want to give you a pretty good shot. Michigan Tech, Tech lost 10 to nothing. Well, 10 to so, nothing's not terrible. For homecoming, that is a disaster. Okay, I... Because um, you know why? Because the people who are coming back, those alumni, those are your main boosters. Exactly, yes. And in college football, if you don't have boosters giving money, give up. Yeah, you're right. They, they usually schedule a soft opponent mm-hmm. for, for homecoming. But you've reminded me, I need to, the home, our local high school team. Yes. They, I'd have to look it up because I don't know the exact number, but they lost their homecoming game a couple weeks ago. It was like 62 to nothing. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Michigan Tech is better than them. Yes. It was terrible. <laughs> okay. Even relatively speaking, they're better than them. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the most recent game, which we're up to now, uh, last Saturday was at Fer- uh, versus Ferris State. It was a home game versus Ferris State. Oh, Ferris State. That's where my dad yes. taught school. T- my dad taught oh. at Ferris State University for 10 years, Ferris State Bulldogs. Mm. So I assume he was tuned into this game and watching. I assume not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're probably right. I don't think my dad um, has watched one down of football his entire life. Oh, okay. I I think most people who have are still did not watch this game. Um and they lost Michigan Tech that is 42 to 24, which there's some interesting numbers in that score there. Four, yeah. 4224. So, current record is 2 and 4. I think it's about time um I'm going to say this, this is my talk radio take on this. It's about time to um Bring the arc. Bring the arc. <laughs> I can't even say. It's about time to bring the arc into the dock and park it for a while and um, put my man Steel Fortress in at quarterback. Arc hasn't oh. been terrible this year, but he's. I mean, at two and four, they started out good, and then when they hit the conference games, so they're zero and three in conference now. I'm sorry, zero and four in conference. Yeah, it's time for Steel, which Fortress. is a zero percent winning percentage. Which I love that their website actually puts that on there. <laughs> it, yeah, zero percent winning. <laughs> yeah, zero and four. We need to know what the winning percentage is. <laughs> it's zero percent. Um, so they are they're not they're not doing so well. I mean, my man Glacier Wall is shutting them down in some cases and doing his job. I, you got to put Steel Fortress in there. Come his, on, his name Let's is go. Glacial Glacier Wall. Glacier Wall. Well, that's what I call him. His name is Glacier Wallington, which is oh, close enough. Okay. But Steel Fortress, that, that's a great name. Actual birth name, yes. given name, as far as I can tell. So, yes. so, but, so he's a backup quarterback? He's not even playing? I think he might be third string. Oh. <laughs> well, I think he needs to get in the game. Well, he's a freshman. So I think he might actually, I think they might be redshirting him, which I think now in current, um, according to Young Statman, which he can correct me on this if I'm wrong. Uh, college football allows you to redshirt and still play or appear in four different games. 
Yes, I believe season. that's correct. So I'm expecting they have Michigan Tech has four games left. You got to get Fortress in there to see what he's got. Let him <laughs> yes, sling it around a little absolutely. Bit. Yeah, yeah, but and I mean the Fortress, the the steel to glacier uh, hookup quarterback to wide receiver is going to be legendary in Michigan Tech lore if you would just get him in there. Uh, yeah, he has to play first. You you um throw yes. it. You you're only as let's see. You throw as many touchdowns as you're in the game for. You only sure. throw a touch, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Steel Fortress needs to throw to Glacier Wall. Yes. Yes. Now, Glacier may be a senior and not even in the, <laughs> on the team next year. I don't even know. Yeah. But I'm still predicting that as an all-time, you know, this is Marino to Clayton or, you know, Brady to Moss. Or, yeah. Well, that, yep. uh, that was only for like a season, but um, Brady to Edelman, I guess. Or um, Peyton Manning to Marvin Harrison. This is the legendary, you know, Montana to Rice. Okay, there it is. That's 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 what I was looking for. This is that's that level we're talking about. Fortress Farb to, to Sharp. Wallington. Yeah, I I go with that too. Yeah. Um, but not Shannon. What's his brother's name? Shannon Stainless? Sharp. No, Shannon. No, Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Shannon Sharp is his brother. Shannon Sharp is was the Broncos tight end. Right, he's the, not the, the one. The wide receiver that I'm for about. Green Bay was Sterling. Yeah. I said stainless. Ster- <laughs> Sterling. Well, you're close. Also, an excellent name, Sterling yes. Sharp. Sterling I mean, Sharp. come on, that's that's also world class name. Yeah, better than Shannon that's pretty, Sharp. That's definitely in the you know in the league. It's on the lower end, but it's in the league with Steel Fortress and Glacier Wall. Yeah. Except if you'd had if so, basically, what I'm saying is. My team needs to hire Sterling Sharp as its head coach, and then we're good. Because, I mean, I've tried to give, you know, Olsen a break and, yeah. and figure out like he's going to turn this around, but it started out great, and then the conference, they tanked. So um, if you'd like to let Steve Olsen, the head coach of Michigan Tech, know what you think, you can call him at 906 and I encourage you to do that. <laughs> okay. And if that doesn't work, you know, Suzanne Sangaret better get with it and hire another coach. Is she the AD? Yes, she is. Of course. Okay. Uh, Everybody knows that. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's like asking if John Gruden is the coach and or GM and or ruiner of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, ruiner, yeah. Everybody yeah. does know that. Wow. That's something else right there. $10 million a year or uh-huh. whatever they're paying him. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. At least Michigan Tech didn't spend $10 million on Olsen per year. Yeah, at least. And he may be a good coach. Let's see if he turns it around. He's got, he's got four games left. If Steel Fortress does not play in these four games, I'm going to be super disappointed. Are you going to boycott your fandom if he doesn't play? No. no. I'm a lifetime fan of their team. Oh, okay. Since the beginning. I've been around since before the, the university even existed. Okay. I'm almost an alumni. Almost. Yeah. And without ever going I almost going went to school there. there. Yeah. I looked into it, and I was going to go take a college class there. So I could say I was an alumni, and then I found that it's $3,000 per credit hour. Not per class, not per semester, for the tuition. No. Yes. The average tuition for an out-of-state student at Michigan Tech is $48,000 per year. Oh, out-of-state, yes. Well, yeah. I don't care if it's out of galaxy. (laughs) They should not be charging $48,000 a year to go to this school. No. Are you insane? That's crazy. Forty-eight thousand dollars. So you'll you just could go to like Harvard for forty-eight thousand dollars a year. You'll just have to stick with being a fan. Can't say you're an alumni. <sighs> alumni. Well, I 
I'm not 100% certain that I'm not going to spend that 3000 would be $9,000 for three credit hours. So don't count me out yet. Okay, I will I may find a one credit class that I can take and then I can say I'm an alumni over there. That's my goal because, I mean, I love this team. Yeah. At least as long as Steel Fortress is on it and Glacier Wallington. Which may not be very long. <laughs> Sounds like. If they don't play him, he should transfer. And wherever he transfers, I roll with the Fortress. I'm still going to support Michigan Tech, though, because, I mean, I bought the shirt. Now I have to. Yeah, I like that shirt. It was a nice shirt. Yeah, it's cool. The Huskies. Yeah. They do a good job with their graphic design and logos and stuff. I really appreciate that. And I like the colors. It's black and gold. I can dig that. Huskies is a good mascot. Mm-hmm. It's a mean-looking dog. It's awesome. So it's got everything going for it, except for winning. Except winning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, honestly, in this day and age, our culture lately, what winning means, I'm kind of okay with that. Yes. I'm, I just hope they're having fun. I want, these, I want these guys to enjoy their college experience and have fun. They're, they're actual student athletes first, not athlete students mm-hmm. or athletes who pretend to go to class. Yeah, and maybe that's These the are mind. my boys are going to be engineers. They're going to be building your bridges and your roads <laughs> in, you know, 10 years. So maybe, let them win a game every now and then. Well, maybe that's the mindset of my local high school team because I looked up that game I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. First of all, they're 0-6. They're last in their conference. Oh. They lost their homecoming game 72 to nothing. <laughs> that is so bad. That's like shut the team down. Yeah. Don't even bother anymore. Yeah. Maybe like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we gave people a chance and they didn't take it and they, they wanted us back. That's right. <laughs> so you get what you asked for. I'm sorry. Did you have anything else this week? No, no, that'll do it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of cold weather, today is just, it's just a really, it's just a sad day here in Minnesota. It's cold again. It's gloomy out. No sunshine. 35 degrees. Probably a wind chill of around 20. Just windy. Um, It's really just a sad day here on this Friday. And yet I know that tomorrow is just going to be a Saturday. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas, and I love you. Bye-bye.